huge waves. There's huge waves here at Bondi, but nothing like the waves this man has created in the media this morning with his chat on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy with Enhanced Games founder Adam D'Souza. Here's what the great man had to say. 50% of Australians Olympians live in poverty. And so it's time to pay the athletes and reward excellence. People like James deserve to earn millions for the extraordinary feats that they have accomplished. And we are willing to do so. We are very happy to put $1 million uh, with escrow.com to guarantee uh, for James that when he comes to compete at the first enhanced games, if he breaks the 50 uh, freestyle world record, that million is for him. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Uh, I want to approach this the right way. So I want to go to America. I want to get the right advice. I want to take the right supplements. I don't know much about that world. So I want to do my research. I want to have the right team behind me. And with the help of Aaron, I'd also love to document it um, through video form, show how it can be done safely, properly, and create a, a, an athlete that we haven't seen before. Live from the North Bondi Surf Life Saving Club and at the foot, as you come to the entry of this building, there is a scrum of Australian media and they are all here to see the man formerly known as... James, the missile, Magnuson, but these days it appears, you know, it's faster than a missile, or the fastest missile is James Hypersonic Magnuson, who joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. Missile, what a turbulent 24 hours it's been. It's been a crazy day, Joel. Uh, I woke up this morning and my phone was going nuts, and I try to make a, a habit of not checking my phone early in the morning. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good to start the day like that, but driving to the gym kept pinging, pinging, pinging messages, messages, emails. Wow. History tells me that that's from controversy. <laughs> but this morning, to be honest, Joel, I think it's a more positive story. Yes. So this Enhanced Games has been spoken about probably for the best part of 12 months. And I was listening the other day to some podcasts, as I do, and um, on the Joe Rogan podcast it pops up, and they said this Enhanced Games now has the backing of several billionaire philanthropists yep. who want to go ahead with the games, who want to create a spectacle and who want to help these athletes and also reward them financially. Upon hearing that, I started thinking, this thing is more serious than any of us ever thought. Uh, I then, uh, Hello Sport, friends of the yeah. show here on SEN, contacted me and said, what do you think about this Enhanced Games? I said, well, for a million dollars, I'll go to the Enhanced Games and I'll break the 50 freestyle world record. I've then gone to bed last night. Okay, can I just ask you before you go to bed here yes. in the story, when you said the comments to Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport, was it tongue-in-cheek or were you legitimate about those statements? A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. When you talk about would you do something for a million dollars, we've all had that conversation, right? Would you do it for a million dollars? million US, if you don't mind. million US. So we're talking <laughs> 1.6 Australian. Yeah, thank you. Would you do it for a million US? Would I do this for a million dollars US? Seriously, yes, I would. Did I think that they would come to the party with that million dollar US, million dollars US at the time? No, but but I thought there was a potential for it. And upon having time to think about it, to think about the repercussions, uh, to think about the opportunities, that's one thing. Most people, all they'll talk about is the negatives. What could happen? What could go wrong? What about your reputation? What about, you know, the, the kids that are looking up to you as a hero? Nobody talks about the opportunities. What about if this is a new avenue for yes. athletes 
What about if this is a new earning potential? What about if this means that you don't have to retire when you're 27 like I did? You can compete well into your 30s. What about if we document this thing? If I do this perfectly, scientifically, medically, uh, mentally, if I do this perfectly and we document it and we release this documentary and it shows no ill side effects, no lack of ability to have children, no mental, physical, any sort of um, side effects, what if this becomes a, a future opportunity for, for athletes around the world? Am I endorsing it right now as an opportunity for any athlete? No, absolutely not. Would I have taken up this opportunity when I was competing, when I was a current athlete? No, I wouldn't have. The Olympic Games as a child for me was the pinnacle of sport and it's what I strive towards my whole life, my whole career. I dedicated myself to that pursuit and one of the proudest moments for me was representing my country at an Olympic Games. This sits separate to my swimming career. My swimming career finished five years ago now. I achieved what I achieved naturally. I achieved the, the times, the records, the medals, all of that naturally. We're now five years down the track. I'm no longer 27. I'm 32 years old. History tells you that as an athlete, I'm past my athletic peak. The enhanced games tell me that this is still possible. Let's find out. When you went to bed, did you have any idea of the scale of the movement, so to speak, that you wake up to? Any idea? No. No, particularly given it was just on a podcast yeah. midweek, um, but didn't happen here on SEN, didn't happen on TV. It was shows, shows the scope of podcasts now and the scope of social media. I didn't know it was going to go as global as it has. I knew it may gain some traction in the Australian market, maybe, potentially. But my phone today has been lit up from journalists around the world, which hasn't happened in yeah. a little while. It's not something that I'm um, foreign to. Uh, headlines have at times followed me around during my <laughs> career. So it's not something that I'm not used to. But um, it's when you're talking about the money that, that, that we're talking about, and this isn't just about the, the money for the world record. There's going to be other things involved in this. It's life-changing money mm. and I'm at an age now where I'm looking at, you know, settling down and starting a family and this is beyond just me being selfish saying I want to be this macho guy breaking a world record. This is about setting up myself and, and my future family for the next decade. So to be completely transparent and for all the listening audience out there across Australia and any other country that's tuning in, you 100% have never in your competing history touched a performance-enhancing drug? Beyond my competing history, my, my history. Yes. Ever. And tested how many times in your career? So, for an example, I, I was one of the most tested athletes in the world because of the circumstances of my rise to prominence. So, um, in 2010, I was a virtual unknown. 2011, I become the fastest man in history within a year period. Usually, there's somewhat of a gradual rise to that prominence. Yes. For me, it came thick and fast, and as a result of that came accusations and testing. Not necessarily from Australia, but from around the world. Internally here in Australia, ASADA would have records of how many times they've tested me. And I would put good money on it being, if not the most an athlete's ever been tested, top couple of Australian athletes ever tested. Um, during the London Olympics, 
I was tested daily. I did what was called a blood passport. So I'd go in each day and give a blood sample so that they could keep track of my blood and see if there were any irregularities in it across that period of the Olympic Games, before, during and after competition. So there's no questions around my career as an athlete prior to retirement. Um, Up until this day, I've never touched a performance-enhancing drug. I don't know what different types of performance-enhancing drugs are going to be recommended or suggested or tested, Um, but I'm committed to doing this the, the safest way possible to... Well, firstly, future-proof myself, but then also to use it as a test case. And let's say in a year's time, I race and I break the world record or I race and I don't break the world record. Let's sit back. Let's go through this process. Let's see what worked. Let's see were there any side effects, were there any risks, and let's make a judgment on this process as a whole once we see the results. At the moment, all you're going to get is opinion. It's not, it's not opinion from medical experts. It's not opinions from people that have tried this or done this. And most of it is not opinions from athletes. Let's just keep our powder dry, work through the process, do it properly. I'm not going to rush this. I'm not going to go to the local juice head in the gym and say, what's your stack? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this properly. And it's probably going to have to be overseas. And I'm going to seek out the best. Because things are illegal here, is that what you're saying? I believe so, Joel. I believe so. Um, I'm going to seek out the best medical experts in the world because, let's be honest, there's a bit at stake. Yes. My health, first and foremost, Yep. a million USD, secondary. And beyond all that, there's a bigger picture. Beyond James Magnuson, beyond the current Olympics coming up, people are going to talk about the kids. Yep. People also take their kids to the wrestling, which many people could say it goes on in those sorts of spheres as well, but yep. how do you address those comments to, to people who, and I'm playing devil's advocate, I, I haven't of probably course. thought where, where I stand on this, I don't know, because part of it is under a contrived situation, then we, we may, if everything passed the test as far as medical health concerns primarily, then we may be in a position where we could have the most even Olympics of all time. Correct. So, 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 so when I go to an Olympic Games at the moment and race... I know, as an Australian athlete, that this isn't a level playing field. There are athletes that I have raced that I know were on performance-enhancing drugs. Mm. There are athletes that I race from third-world countries that I know don't have access to the same pools, protein powders, creatine, coaches. It's never been a level playing field, ever. The Olympic Games has never been an Olympic playing field when it comes to athletes from different parts of the world. Australia has the the most stringent drug testing policies of any country in the world. Our athletes are the cleanest in the world. I'm certain of that. But that doesn't mean that it's a level playing field worldwide. As far as kids using this as, um, I guess, motivation, again, let's wait and see. Right. No, but just say, say it's a real success and you come through unscathed and you break the record and all those sorts of things and there's a kid who wants to be an Olympic swimmer. Yep. What conversation would you have to the 14 or 15-year-old who's seen James Magnuson shoot the lights out? And this is just thinking a few years ahead. Mm-hmm. What would that conversation be? So has the process gone off without any hitches and there's no side effects? Well, then you say here's two opportunities for you 
post um, high school. Here's yes. two career opportunities. Right, uh, right now, you can say to a young golfer, and this is this is based purely off your hypothetical that there were no side effects, no ill effects of what was done. Yes. A young golfer now sits down and says, do I go to live golf or do I go to PGA golf? There's so many people that hit our text line that say live is evil, Saudi money has blood on it, anyone that goes to live golf is a disgrace, right? Yep. Those same people are going to say the same thing about the enhanced games. And that's their prerogative. They're never going to compete at the enhanced games, by the way, so it doesn't really matter what decision they would make. Uh, but for that young kid, he's then got a decision to make. Maybe this brings up the prize money at the Olympic Games so they have to attract athletes the same as the enhanced games, similar to what's happened with the PGA, similar to what's happened with uh, one-day cricket and T20 cricket. This may become a viable option in the future. I'm not sure. I'm certainly not here flying the flag saying in the future the enhanced games will take take over the olympics because my respect for the olympics for the organization and most importantly for the athletes that compete in those olympics is unwavering that has always been the pinnacle of sport will it continue to be the pinnacle of sport forever i don't know there's how certain are you about the health conditions of it all so how how uh, confident are you about that or, or you're prepared to take that on that's, that's part of the risk I'm taking in this process, Joel. Yes. That's why I'm going to be paid a million dollars US by the enhanced games and not the Olympic Games. Yes. There was never a risk to my health at an Olympic Games. So this is a calculated risk, and at some point you have to say, and, and I've done it, I've got a list on my phone of the pros yes. and the cons, the things, the, the opportunities that will arise out of this uh, project, this pursuit, and the potential pitfalls of it, including reputation, including health, including the ability to have children. But I'll be monitoring this whole thing medically with the best professionals in the world, step by step, so that if at any point we start saying your signs of fertility are reducing, you're starting to show liver damage or kidney damage, uh, for whatever reason there's some side effects, then we stop. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. We, we, if, if there are other, other uh, avenues that, that use different things, uh, I'm open to talking about different opportunities and avenues, but health and safety comes first. And, of course, being the age I am, being at the point in my career I am, and being the fact that I don't have children and I'm 32 years of age, yep. that factors very heavily in the risk assessment of this pursuit. Okay, family members, loved ones, anyone come very stoically forward to say, James, you cannot be doing this? I've had both sides. Yes. Honestly, I have. But, but to very serious levels or just... Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, Joel, I've, I've had that throughout my career. Yes. You know, I've had some difficult conversations with family members at different times about different things that have come up um, throughout my career. And th- this is no different. Did I expect to be having these conversations at this age um, and this point in my career? No, I didn't. Interestingly, the feedback I've had today seems to be a generational divide. All, everyone that I've spoken to under, say, the age of 40, potentially up to 50, has been yahooing about it, let's go, let's see how fast you can swim, let's get freaky with this. Is that because the younger generation is more au fait with uh, what is out there in performance enhancing drugs or are more, uh, have more of an appetite for risk? Yep. Um, you know, uh, 
everybody's different. What I consider a big bet on a betting app and you consider on a big bet on a betting app, we, we have different levels of risk adversity, right? For me, this is a measured risk based on the financial reward waiting at the end of it. You're the first athlete globally to come forward and say, yep, I'm in. Hands up, I'm in. Have you been in contact with others or others reached out to you to say, I'm coming on board? No, no, not yet. And quite frankly, I don't expect any current athletes to jump on board. The reason being, no doubt, this won't be popular with sporting organisations, governing bodies, the Olympic Commission for a starter. And again, I'm not trying to offend anyone in that way. You don't think the person who's run an eighth every single year, you don't think they're a prime candidate to say, well, this is a really good test. I'm currently, I'm at the top of my game, which happens to only get me to eighth. You don't think that's going to be a target for the enhanced games to say, well, listen, you've been running eighth all your life. Let's go and see this is a guinea pig trial. Potentially. It depends, again, the importance that they place on the Olympics. This is not going to be an Olympic Games with an Olympic village with an opening and closing ceremony with the grandeur of a 100 years of history, right? This is a new thing. So that's a decision that some athletes will have to make. Whether you can take an eighth-place athlete and with the benefit of performance-enhancing drugs make them the fastest swimmer in history, that would remain to be seen. But um, if, if... that's an avenue for them where they can potentially earn more money than what they're currently earning because the amount of money that most Australian swimmers are paid is barely enough to live off. Yes. So if this becomes a, a feasible option for them career-wise in the future, so be it. Maybe I've blazed the way for some young athletes to actually make money in our sport that we love. If not, if everything fails, then, hey, you know, I've given it a, a try. There's something different. Something in my career that I've never been afraid to do is be the first one to try and achieve anything. But the million dollars US, that's on the proviso you break the world record. Is that right? Correct. So, so in lieu of that, what happens? In lieu of that... So it's just a gamble for James... It won't, be a, Sonic it won't, it won't be a pure gamble. Right. It won't be a pure gamble. Okay, there'll be a little something there for James. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Now, let's just get back to this. So, for me, James, your best ever time, closest to the current world records, mm. is actually the 100, the 100 not meters. the 50. So, Correct. I'm interested to see why you've gone for the 50 to attack the world record. So, I've never trained solely for a 50 freestyle. So, I think at my peak, I was ranked maybe top three or four in the world for 50 freestyle, but never trained for it. It was like a sideshow to the 100 freestyle for me personally. The 100 freestyle in the Olympic Games in a world championship setting is the Blue Ribbon event. Yes. In an enhanced games, potentially, based off comments from the, the organisers, maybe the 50 freestyle is more of the uh, blue chip race because of the ability to improve performance with different supplementation uh at my age at my weight um at the the point i'm at in my well former career uh 50 meters freestyle is far more realistic than 100 meters and um i can i'm more confident in in swimming fast in that event to do this record you need to slice about um about uh, a second of your best ever time. 
point five. Over, half a second. Half a second. Yeah. Which could be a metre or two, metre and a half. So we're travelling at, at about two metres a second, just over. So, um, yeah, so I need, a, I need to shave a metre off. It's, it's big. It's big. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no easy feat. That's the thing. And, you know. and, and you're not 20 anymore. I'm not 20. But, you, but you're super confident this can be achieved under these circumstances. That's the benefit that the people who in the past have been cutting the corners, so to speak, which under the Olympic conditions, that's fair to be true. Yeah. You think you can... Just to be clear, I think that there have been at least half a dozen Australian 50 freestylers that under these circumstances could have broken that world record. Um, I don't think that that world record is is impossible to break naturally. They may break it at the world uh, the, at the Olympics this year. Yes. Let's not forget this is a w- world record that has stood for so long because the powers that be decided that we're going to compare times in suits to blokes swimming in a little pair of shorts. Yes. Which is the main reason that most people during my career it was only after I re- retired that the first freestyle world record was broken. They lasted 10 years. That was the entire span of my career. I never got any prize money for a world record because those world records were broken super suits and they remained that way for that entire time. So two things with this enhanced games. Number one, let's compare apples with apples. I want a super suit. I want the same suit that Caesar Cielo broke the world record in in 2009. Okay. My former sponsor during my career, Arena, produces that suit. So that'll be the first point of call. Then you talk about, and again, this is without scientific um, background on my part, what are my testosterone levels at now as a 32-year-old man? We, we know research shows us them from early to mid-20s. They're on a slow decline until the day a man dies. Do we bump those back up towards a, a mid-20-year-old? Not to an unsafe level, but to a, a, okay. a level of peak performance. Yes. How do we alter things physically to get back... Like for like. ...to the physical state that I was? Because if you gave me a suit... At 20 years of age, I break that 50 and that 100 world record, no dramas. Now we're 10 years down the track, how do I get myself back physically into that shape? Am I stronger? Am I more explosive? Am I more powerful now than I was then? Well, maybe I swim a faster 53 now. I'm not sure. I've retired, so I haven't done it in, yes. in five years. But with the help of... Uh, the, the coach, Brian Fletcher, who's been texting me, yeah. and, and he's been saying, listen, I've got the plan as long as he's got the motivation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and again, um, uh, is it going to be possible? Anything I've set out to achieve in my career, I've had to be 100% confident. And, and you know me, Joel, like, I, I, don't, I don't talk things up. I don't say things that I don't believe. I'm a straight shooter and I'm an honest person and I believe I can break this world record. One final thing before we break, how long would you need? What's the optimal time that you need to be training to break this? That's that's going to depend on the, the medical professionals. I don't understand how this uh, process works with performance enhancing drugs because I've never been in or around it. So I don't know how long the effects of those supplements take. Yep. I don't even know what is needed yet. So this is, this is the beginning of a somewhat lengthy conversation, I imagine, to dot the I's and cross the T's and understand how this is going to work. When we spoke to Aaron this morning, he said they'd been speaking to venues uh, about dates, but now 
have, what's happened in the last 24 hours has not only sped up this process for me, but now it's suddenly brought so much attention to the enhanced games that now they're starting to look at more solidified dates, locations, athletes. It's uh, somewhat fast-tracked the whole process. James, the missile Magnuson talking enhanced games and the text board is enhanced also because it is melting down. And as you can see, James, it's not all positive. There's a lot of positive stuff here, but they are absolutely torn. Keep them coming through, 0457736736. Or have your say on the SEN network, 1300-01-1170. It is Joel and uh, not Fletch today, the great missile, hypersonic missile on the run home with Joel and Fletch.